here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Damon, I've just seen there's an official New Japan podcast here at the Airwaves, and they didn't ask us. What's up with that? This is probably just going to be me, Damon, but I was quite distracted by Jeff Cobb's penis. Sorry? Which was very visible. I absolutely fucking get a boner over that. Ugly scene on Twitter, Damon. Everyone should just log off and get a bit. You know you don't like me. Now, now you're coming over because you, you want my fucking peep? Get up the street! I'd be like, get out of here! I want to give her it. I'd be like, go fuck your mother. Oh, I, I love a burnt sausage where it's just all charred on the outside. Although that said, when I'm having a steak, it's got to be rare. Now, every time I have lasagna, I'm going to be like, oh, can you pass the come? Half of his tights were sort of riding up one thigh. And then I could just, I could really see his, his meat and veg <laughs> there. And it distracted me quite a lot from yeah. this match. All right. While you're doing that, before you get into that, I'm just going to type into the search engine here. Riley Reed Anal. Okay, fire away, Joel. I'm, I'll be set. Part of me. Oh, Jesus. What's going on? Ah. What's happening? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. What's going on over Okay. There? I mean, seriously, the cops are going to come. I'm so sorry. The cops are going to be there. Oh, listen, we've heard a disturb. Neighbors are complaining. That's no, the cats. That's no, the cats. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the CJ Cast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by David McDonald. I've got a plate of delicious fried chicken wings I'm about to start eating while we're recording. I've got two cats on the bed next to me having a fight and squeaking. Everything's a go. Damon, how are you? Great. I have, I have mental health and medication, I'm a, a monster energy drink, and, um, and I'm sleepy because I woke up for that nonsense show. I didn't, like, when, I, when we, we were making plans and and scheduling this out, it always stinks when it's in the middle of the week. And I didn't know it was like two o'clock in the morning, my time. So it's like I got to work. I got what am I going to do? So um, I didn't watch the whole show full thing, but I watched everything else during the week. So we'll have plenty to talk about. But yeah, whatever. Fine. <laughs> wait, wait a rock and roll. High energy opening from Damon this morning. Yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, let me ask you a question, and I'm sure you're going to have some strong thoughts on this. Talk to me about Lance Archer. Lance Archer single-handedly promoting the G1 in Dallas. Fucking love it. And i and I got to be honest. If that guy doesn't get on that show in a high, not some throw-together tag match, like, he really deserves, let me take that back. No one deserves shit. But 
here's a guy that on it, and it feels to me completely on his own. I'm sure he's got some, uh, uh, you know, a little bit of help from New Japan when you know he has he has a table set up for Christ's sake. He is hustling, right? And it and 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 all the props in the world because New Japan could send over anybody, but the guy lives in the area, lives in Texas. He's out there in the hot sun, sitting there trying to sell tickets, and I think that is commendable. And I, he deserves a bonus. And if he doesn't get one, I want him to contact us, and we will fight for him to get a little something extra in that paycheck. He deserves it. Good job, Lance. And lest we forget, Damon, this is a guy who was given nothing yep. on the MSG cards, who would be forgiven for feeling a bit like, ah, oh, fuck this company, I'm, I'm not going to help them. But no, he's doing it because he's just a good bloke, isn't he? Good guy. Uh, yeah. Not so and a smart guy. And a guy who's like, okay, I'm going to make the most of this. And I'm going to show this company what I can do. And again, if he doesn't get like a cut of ticket sales that he sells, uh, there's something wrong. But yeah, good on him. I mean, seriously. He, he's got – not on Madison Square Garden. He, you know, the, the, the last show that I really vividly remember him on was his singles match against Osprey, uh, which was great at New Japan Cup. Look, you know – Talk about a guy that's trying to make the most of a situation. Good on him. Yep, seems like a good guy and um, a hustler and uh, somebody who's going to, you know, as I say before, chicken salad out of chicken shit. So good for him. He better be on that fucking card. I know that. Yeah, I'd also like to get him to co-opt the official Super J-Cast meetup in Dallas. Yeah. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be nice if he showed Right? Maybe maybe we can arrange that. I know that um, our Discord is where you all, our listeners, you want to be, right? Because that's where a lot of the uh, logistics and planning and so forth taking place right now. We have uh, we have our crack team on it, and uh, yeah, let's give them a shout out. That's yeah. uh, Booze Leprechaun, Nicole, and uh, the real Forno, Tyler. Yep, taking the lead there and making things happen. Yep. I'm not going to be there, but you will, Damon, and anyone else who wants to get involved, then join the Discord. Yep, absolutely join in. Um, and if you're going down to Dallas, it's going to be a fun time. And, and this is going to be a legit thing. This is going to be a nice place. Uh, I mean, not, you know, not suit and tie, very casual. Uh, that was the one thing I said. I said, you know, just make it relaxed. Well, let's make it black tie. Yeah? Hey, you want to make it formal? Everyone wears a, a tux. I'm, like the uh, WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. I think it should be that sort of uh, vibe. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Can we have an induction? Can we have our own Hall of Fame there? Very yeah. long speeches. Yeah. 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 Very long speeches. I'll, I'll listen. I'll get a couple pints in me and just ramble on. And then the night music. 86. Right. Look, I uh, I say we have a let's have our first uh, let's have our first Super JKS Hall of Fame ceremony there. Wouldn't that be something? If we have our own inductees, like who who would you induct into yeah. the who would you induct into the Super JKS Hall of Fame? I just off the top of your head, give me two names: Super JKS Hall of Fame. Noah's penis. Yeah, Noah's penis. All right, who else? Um. Uh, oh, Andrew T. Rich, of course, Ooh. for our jingles. There's so many people. Nicole does amazing work. I guess if we're talking about contribute and editor Dan, editor Dan, that would be my first pick. Don't make me choose. Edit, editor Dan's got going first. Yep, editor Dan is first pick. Uh, second pick. Hmm, I might go with Voices of Wrestling flagship because 
they inspired me to do this. They are the inspiration and the blueprint for Super Jcast. Um, I think also they are the best. They're, they're the best wrestling podcast. Let's just say it as it is. Yep. I listen. I'm in full agreement. I told I told Rich right to his face, and I told Joe right to his face. I was like, you know, you're the reason why we do this, and thank you for all the opportunities you've given. Um, who else would you put in? I would. I got to be honest with you. I would put in Colin Miller. I would put in Colin Miller as well. Oh, definitely. Right. Definitely well deserved. Pioneer. Yep. 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 Amazing work that you two did. You two got me into this game. So mm-hmm. what can I say? I was a huge Procast fan. Nice. And I think Scampy gets in. I think Scampy gets into the Hall of Fame. I'll tell you who doesn't get in, and that's Gatti, because she's trying to eat my chicken wings. She could oh. fuck right off. Oh, jeez. She's, she's getting the old uh, CM Punk treatment from Vince. <laughs> yeah, getting in. Uh, all right. Well, look. I think that might be a that might be a fun thing to do though if you if, if we uh, you know if we really want to do something have a little Hall of Fame that might be fun actually that might be fun all right we'll think about that um, all right what else we got we got uh, plenty of shows to talk about don't we Joel but uh, listen let's not start there I'm sure we got other nonsense we can talk about to be on brand how about that open right that was a pretty good open right <laughs> <laughs> yeah both of us went away and we thought right let's show what we're made of let's put our best foot forward and make a little compilation of all the stupidest, shittiest on-brand moments from the Super J cast. I know I wanted to do a big re-listen. That's my project at the moment. And yeah. we've got a few people on the Discord helping. Uh, the Spear Tip, Dan, he's he's uh, made a really nice spreadsheet for that. So I listened to like the first five episodes and just picked out my favourite moments for it. And I believe you're going to hear that at the end of today's show. So a little treat for you for uh, listening all the way to the end. You've yeah. got to listen to the plugs and everything. I cracked up. That was only from really three shows that I pulled clips from. Um, yeah, I mean, we, I was just cracking up listening to some of this stuff. Just completely out of context, too. Just, uh, listen, we're funny fucking people. I'm sorry. Uh, do you, listen, do you want to address the elephant in the room? you want to talk uh, official podcast or uh, and, our, and our takes on this and our feelings on this? Because many people have already fucking poked the lion, so to speak, and you know tried to get us to react. And, um I don't know. Well, let me say this. Yeah. Um, Chris Charlton and Michael Craven don't have their wives in the office with them rustling around with uh, crinkly plastic bags uh, <laughs> while they're recording. So they've got that going for them for a start. That's a good point. Um, yeah, a lot of people have asked, say, oh, um, you know, asking, for <laughs> asking for our thoughts on this. And here's the thing. I, I We've known about this for a while, but we yeah. couldn't say anything, obviously. And... I never expected us to be asked because obviously from the point of view of the company, they want people who work for the company. They want people who live in Tokyo. They want people who are going to tow the company line and they want people who are going to do it for free. And I don't think we tick any of those boxes, Damon. So I'm not really that fussed about it. I listened to it. It was quite informative. Chris Charlton is always informative. Michael Craven, eh. No, I think they've they've got quite a way to go before they start uh, challenging for our throne at the top of the New Japan podcast game. So I'm <laughs> I'm not feeling the heat, Damon. I we're still number one by some distance. Right. Look, here's the thing, and in all, in all seriousness, uh, we love Chris, absolutely love, and I couldn't be happier for him. Right. Uh, and yeah, we did know in advance. We did know well in advance, actually. Um, it's just it wouldn't work for anybody, right? I mean, we're not going to be what they want, and they're not going to be what we want, right? I mean, we don't speak Japanese. They want somebody who can. Chris can. 
They want somebody who works for the company. We don't. Chris does. They want somebody that's in Tokyo. We don't live there. Or, you know, in, close to the offices at least. Um, and they're not going to get – they're going to get this. And, you know, I don't think – you know, as much as people in the company do listen and know who we are uh, – oh, Juice Robinson was talking a little bit about us, by the way. FYI, just uh, – I got – Oh, yeah. yeah. Go, go on. Well, I mean, uh, they uh, – Real Hero Eric, I told you, is in Japan and spent some time uh, – um, in the Corkin area and uh, had dinner with some uh, some of the guys and um, a couple guys from all Japan um, that he hangs out with and he knows uh, part of his group. And so, you know, turned into this whole thing. There's, you know, <laughs> wound up eating dinner with Juice. And I think I think Will Ospreay was there as well. Um, but but uh, he's going through pictures and he's like, oh, I know that dude. You know, and point him out. I see that guy around. Blah, blah. Oh, that's the, that show. Okay, great, yeah. Um, anywho, uh Again, we're just, it's, I don't think it's a good fit for anybody, right? But I'm, look, I'm thrilled for Chris. Um, and I think he's really the only person to be able to do that job, right? Now, with that being said, I don't know if – all right, let me, give you a little, let me give you a little Damon history. So when I did the Philadelphia Flyers podcast for – I did it for like three years, their official podcast. There's two sides of the coin. One side was, okay, cool. I have access and I could talk to players anytime I want. Not anytime I want, but, you know, I have a little bit more access. The other side of the coin was, and, you know, you're on their website, so you get a lot of eyes and ears. And, you know, people kind of get to know who you are. And it's, you know, you're you're a part of you're a part of the team and you're getting a check with the Philadelphia Flyers logo on it, which was fucking cool. Not going to lie. Very cool. Dream come true kind of thing. Would I like to have had that for New Japan? Of course. I'd be lying if I if I weren't, right? But in the same breath, on the other side of the coin, it's everything is great. Everything is cheery. Everything is smiles. Everything is positive. It's They didn't do anything wrong. It was they just did, couldn't catch the breaks and blah, 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 which kind of is to me like ugh, I feel like I'm just kind of spouting a corporate message, and that's the last fucking thing I want to do. When I yeah, do- we're, we're the voice of the fans, Damon. Can you imagine a situation where, uh, let's say, we're about to start recording sometime towards the end of last year, and then someone in a suit comes in and says, uh, boys, you need to say that Lanny Poffo was very good on color commentary. <laughs> right, right. That's just, uh, uh, you know, that's going to be a, I think it's, you know, I think people can see through that. Now, with that being said, I think it will be a great source for news and interviews and... Um, I just don't know if you're going to get. I, you're, you're going to there. There is room for multiple versions if you're a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? If you want honest takes and honest feelings, and 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 to to get you to discuss and to think critically and to uh, scratch that fandom itch. I think that's where we we fall in, and that's what that, yeah, that, that's what we do. We're not scared, Damon. No. We we say it how we see it, and I know it sounds cliche, but we are not afraid of saying stuff that we know are going to piss a lot of people off. But we are true to ourselves, and we don't want to compromise that. Right, and and that's not to say that that the the official podcast won't have elements of that. But I think there will be a, a a filter. I think there has to be a filter because guess what? If I'm Michael Craven, 
I, I need that to be because I'm not, it's, this is not to get Chris over. This is to get the company over, right? So, again, I, but I think there's room for, for all of it, right? And I'm happy for Chris and I'm happy for everyone involved. Was it disappointing to not get the tap on the shoulder? I, yeah, right? I mean, I think, I think, I think. At the very least, we want to be recognized for the, the work and the contribution that we do. That's all. And, and, and we have. You know what? There are, there are elements in which we have. Um, but I, I just don't think it would have been a good fit and all the way around. And I'm kind of happy doing what I'm doing here. And um, even though you know, I don't even know what kind of money they would throw, probably not. I mean, let's be, I'm going to be truthful. Probably not a lot. Right? I'm just being honest. It's probably not a lot that they would offer. Um, and I don't know if if, if I would want to not do what we do for a couple bucks. I don't know if that's what I'm interested in. All right. So that's that. Everybody got that. Good. We can move on. And let's move on. Okay. Next piece of news is Tomohiro Ishii Togi Makabe to join Legends in Ricky Choshu's retirement match. After nearly 50 years in professional wrestling, Choshu will finally retire on June 26 at his self-promoted Power Hall event in Karakuen Hall. Um, I'm just skimming through the rest of this. Uh, there's going to be uh, his retirement match will take the form of an all-star six-man tag. Choshu will team up with Shiro Koshinaka and Tomohiro Ishii to face the combination of Tatsumi Fujinami, Keiji Muto, and Togi Makabe. Uh, so, if your thoughts on that? Are you going to be uh, tuning in? I'll watch it, but I mean, I'm not expecting a miracle here. Um, um, look, he's retired 17 times, it feels like, right? Um, there's only, only so many times you can go to that fucking well before people start just being like, okay, you know? I mean, he retired at a dome show. He wrestled four, to, what, five times? Liger was one of the matches that he had that it, um, you know, what, what? I don't know. Sometimes that's just it's it's a pro wrestling retirement, and everybody kind of takes it tongue in cheek at this point. I really respect the people that do walk away and walk away completely. Um, you know, maybe if you have a backstage uh, presence or training or something like that. But the people who walk away, I I respect more than the people who constantly dip their toes into that into that you know tug on your heartstring pool. And we know the names. You know, as much as I love him, and I think he's one of the greatest of all time, you know, Terry Funk's guilty of that. And Onita and Choshu is guilty of that. And, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, I don't know. I think it loses lots of luster. I think this doesn't have nearly as buzz as, you know, obviously his first retirement. But, look, you got to pay the rent, right? I guess that's really what it comes down to. You got to scratch that pro wrestling itch, and you got to pay the fucking rent. And sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And this is an example of that. Maybe sometimes your moral code of, oh, I can't go back and be disingenuous to the fans uh, takes a backseat to, ah, the rent's due. Mm, Okay. Time to put on a retirement show. Next up on the docket, Damon, you'll be relieved to hear that Hiroshi Tanahashi has been discharged from hospital after receiving treatment on his left elbow. So best wishes for a quick return to action to Mr. Tanahashi. Mm. You were worried there for a minute, weren't we? I was. We were, were we sweating? I don't think anybody was sweating. Um, look, let him take the, take the time off. We've been saying it for years. Take take the time off when it's when it's available. And this is a stretch where it's available. No biggie, right? Get him all geared up and fired up and ready to go for G1. Get him healthy there. Um, he deserves a break, and 
uh, you know, rest his weary bones. No worries there. And the other notable piece of news which came out in one of these shows, I forget which one, uh, Kota Ibushi has signed with New Japan in his own words until the day he dies. Uh-oh. This sounds like a Bret Hart situation to me. <laughs> is, he, is, is there going to be an Osaka screw job somewhere <laughs> where the company can't pay him his billion-dollar com- uh, contract? And then he writes, Kota Ibushi writes, stands up on the turnbuckle and you know writes in the air, A-J-P-W. <laughs> And he spits. punches Kidani in the face. Right, right. He spits on Harold, mate. Um, yeah, uh, for life, huh? What does that mean exactly? So he's so he. So it's a bit ominous, isn't it? Yeah, like what does that mean? Like he he'll be training. I mean, in what role? In what capacity? Um, it's weird. Is it weird? landing on his head? Right, right. Here's how you do it, kids. Um, isn't it weird again to give that 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 analogy of you know your friends break up on on you know and and and, and you know one of them's taken to social media uh, look at how great my life is and I've always wanted a commitment and look at me now I'm you know just latching on to, to New Japan like you know look at my look at look at us on vacation uh, it does seem a little bit like. He's really going all in one way, right? When he really wasn't caught from cut from that cloth, it seemed like he's really going all in on the commitment and the uh, I'm here for life and I'm never leaving and woohoo, Lion Mark and, and all that stuff. It's like, I mean, really? You serious about all this? Or is this just a broken heart and you're trying to mend it very quickly? Yeah, this could be one of those situations with the. Uh, he thinks the lady doth protest too much. Mm, mm. Man, look at you with the. Uh, is that Shakespeare? Uh, yeah, Hamlet, I think. Oh, all right. Listen, I'm not really. That You're not going to get that on the fucking official New Japan podcast. Yeah. How about that? How about that for culture? What culture? Ew. What? Okay. And well, if I hear any Shakespeare references being yeah. dropped in that show, then I'll know that you're copying from me and yeah. you'll be hearing from my lawyers. That's right. That's right. Uh, I wonder how many bits we're going to get ripped off. Listen, we get ripped off all the fucking time. It seems like every move we make, five other people are doing the same fucking thing. And not only in my podcast, but in my fucking life as well. Mm. Uh, you know, well, I will say. We'll just count the bits. We'll count the rip-off bits that, that are going to happen. I wonder if they contact Andrew Rich for their official theme music or whatever they're, they're calling them. Do we sound that, like that was very cheeky of them, wasn't it? Asking people to write jingles for free. And someone quite rightly commented, you're the second biggest pro wrestling company in the world. Pay someone to write a jingle. <laughs> right. How about it? They got a, they got a plethora of, of resources. Guess what? You know what? Did we pay Andrew Rich for anything? Maybe We probably bought him beers, but... I don't think did we pay him? We didn't. Think, we didn't pay him. Uh, we should. We, we should, should give him something, shouldn't we? We should give him something. We paid for our our our, our uh, all the logos that we have, all the t-shirts, which would be nice if you bought one. Um we paid for all the artist work, right? We made sure of that. Um you know, we don't have a lot of money to throw around, but every once in a while we'll, we'll, we'll do our best to throw it around. But Andrew Rich did a lot of that out of the kindness of his heart. We bought him some beers. Um I hope that helps. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. All right. Enough of, our, enough of our negativity. Didn't somebody call us? What were we called? 
The fuckheads. Well, yeah, that's true. That was, yeah, that's that's everyday life too. We should have started with that. Just leaned into it. Yeah, right. Now, wasn't weren't we? That would have looked good on a t-shirt. Right, the fuckheads. Just like like Shibata has the wrestler. It would just be the fuckheads. Um, no, we were called like the super negative cast, and like Chris Charlton's mentions. Um, all I gotta say is go fuck your mother on that one. You know, get up, get up the street. You know what? I hate, I hate you. <laughs> what do you think of that? Good. All right. What else? We <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's move on then to discuss the best of the Super Juniors 26 lineup, which was exactly the same as that leaked picture uh, oh, a month ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have the Mysterious X, who is almost certainly El Fantasmo, according to the little video they played. Jonathan Gresham, Bandido, Titan, Marty Skull, Flip Gordon, Yusuke Taguchi, Tiger Mask, Rocky Romero, Sho, Yo, Will Ospreay, Taiji Ishimori, Robbie Eagles, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, El Desperado, Takamichinoku, Dragon Lee, Shingo Takagi, and Bushi. Now, we will give a full preview of the best of Super Juniors near at the time, but uh, just initial thoughts, Damon, on this lineup. Any surprises there? Mm, I mean, I think Marty was, was the one that kind of, just because of how he's delivered everywhere else, you know, I know he's a junior in New Japan. I am still a little shocked that Osprey is in. I know they again because it just felt like they did everything in their power to not make him a junior. Um, and you know, and, but at the same time, and, and commentary and everyone else is, you know, making sure you're reminded that he is still a junior. Um, I don't know. I thought he would have graduated. With that being said. What a lineup. Ooh, fucking Christ. I mean, again, I, I mentioned it before. You could stick all those names in a hat, pull out random two, and it's going to be really good, really solid at the very least. I don't think that there is a matchup anywhere. Again, pulling names out of a hat, fire pro wrestling style. I don't think that there is any combination where I'm like, eh, I might fast forward through that. I don't think there's one. I don't think there's a, there's a, and that's, I can't even say that about G1, right? G1 is, there's plenty of places where I'd be like, eh, let me just fucking, you know, life's short. Give give me, give me a worst case scenario, Joel, of a match on that goddamn tournament where I would even remotely possibly hit that fast forward button. Give me anything. Give me your worst case scenario. Taguchi versus Tiger Mask. All right, maybe this one. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't think that's going to be that bad. That's, but okay, all right, maybe. It depends on what day of the week. Well, you'll probably get pissed off grouchy Tiger Mask at that point, and that's always the best Tiger Mask, right? Taguchi. Yeah, he'd be sort of kicking Taguchi up the arse, wouldn't he? It'd probably be quite fun. Yeah. I mean, I guess you, I guess if you're, you know, yeah, all right. Maybe that's the one where you're kind of like, maybe I skip over this one. But it, it it can be good. It can be good. Again, given you know certain scenarios and give me one more. All right, let's just shoot my whole theory in the fucking you know just crush it. But give me one more. Um, Bushi uh-huh. versus Rocky Romero. I think that might be pretty good. That could be good. Oh, they they sort of legit hate each other in real life, don't yeah. they? Okay, maybe that's a bad example. Um, hmm. Taka Michinoku versus... Tiger Mask? Yeah. yeah. 
That might be one. That might be one. You're gonna get you're gonna get slimy heel Taka. Let me guess, they're gonna try and rip off the fucking mask, right? I'm I'm I'm, I'm booking the I'm I'm the, I'm the fucking agent for this match. All right, here's what you're okay, for, for, okay. We got a lot of masked people in this best of the super juniors name. Give me over under how many instances Ooh. of attempted mask rippage will we get throughout this tournament? Great. I'm gonna set the bar at I'll set it at an even ten. I'm gonna set it at an even ten. Do you go over ten? Again, the entire tournament. Mask ripping off attempts. Over ten, under ten. Uh I'm going to go. Over 10. I'm going to be ambitious here. Me too. Me too. I'm taking the over. I mean, you think of all the masks that are there, right? I mean, you're including Despy and uh, Dragon Lee and uh, who else? Uh, Tiger Mask. And Yeah, okay. So all the masked people, we have got uh, Bandido. Right. Titan. Right. Tiger Mask. Yep. El Desperado. Yep. Dragon Lee and mm. Bushi. So that's mm. six mask wearing wrestlers. Right there. Right? That's, yeah, you're fucking getting. You, I'm taking the over on that one. Over. Take the over. I think it might be easy money, actually. But anyway, great, great lineup. The high end of, of that is going to be great. And again, when you get to like the, you know, the semis and the finals, whew, fucking, it's going to be ridiculous. I'm really looking forward to it. Really, really looking forward to it. We, they should fly us over there and have us do fucking like post game or pre game. Now they won't do that now because they got their own fucking little thing. Man, I, I really feel. <laughs> Just can't let it go, can you? I, I can't really can't. You know what? Now, 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 now that we're doing a show, it's kind of it's kind of hitting. It's hurting a little bit. It's hurting a little bit. Just I can't let it go. Hmm. All right, maybe it hurts a little bit more than I let on. All right, all right. Uh, so g- good stuff. With Looking Bestie's. at this lineup, Damon. Um, do you okay? So. Compared to last year, we have lost ACH, right. Hiromu, right. Kushida, and Chris Sabin. So do you think, on the whole, this is a stronger or weaker lineup than last year? Because I think the new additions have more than made up for it. And the fact that we got 20 people instead of 16, I think this is stronger. I like it because I like the fresh matchups, right? As much as I love Kushida, I mean, it feels like we've seen a lot of Kushida um, in every possible junior situation. It's like, okay... I like the fresh matchups. I like the new blood. Um, I like the people that they brought in. I like, um, I don't know. I just feel like this has a, an energy. I think Grisham a- adds a real nice monkey wrench to this. I think Shingo adds a great monkey wrench to this. I think Sho and Yo uh, add, a, add, a, add, a, add an element that uh, makes it, again, they were in last year, mind you, but still where they were last year to where they are now, I, I feel like it adds an extra element. Um, right, because a lot of people are talking about Shingo running away with this thing, but show feels like a significant roadblock. Yep, it really does. And they had, you know, we'll talk more about it, but th- it felt like, you know, they were they were standout stars of, of the past week. Um, Dragon Lee as your champion. I mean that's that's new and fresh and exciting and and the possibilities are great there. Nah, I think this is going to be really great. Um, I, again, even you throwing out a couple of those possible on paper matches that that don't necessarily sound sexy, I think they have a possibility of sexiness. A possibility of sexiness. They're 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 a forty five year old housewife 
going out on the weekend. There's a possibility. Sexiness. Possible. It's there. Could happen. Good night. Could happen. Why am I knocking 45-year-old housewives? <laughs> They're nice people. All right. Uh, good. Good stuff. All right. So some questions about this. Uh, the Real Fauna says, with the build of Shingo and uh, not having him eat a pin at all since he got to New Japan, how do you book him in best of super juniors? Does he take a loss in the block? Does he go undefeated or do they go time limit draw? Okay. You don't have to have him go undefeated in best of the super junior because you've already planted the seeds and laid the groundwork to make when he does take that fall, if he does, but when he does, significant and meaningful and powerful and impactful, right? He's not fucking losing in multi-man tag matches, throwaway multi-man tag matches. They've actually put some thought and some, some uh, uh, you know, planning ahead to make that moment special, right? That's what we're, you know, that's what everyone's going to be looking for in this tournament. Who who pins Shingo or does anybody pin Shingo? Okay, let's say if we're giving you the book, Damon, and you decide how uh, and when Shingo is taking his, his first pinfall loss and to who, book it for me. It's either going to happen finals or uh, a, a, a dome, or possibly a dominion. I don't think dominion. I really don't. And I don't think... I think Honestly, I think finals of best of the Super Junior. I think that if, if you, you're going to take a, fa- a fall, it's got to be a big marquee, big-time spot, as I like to say. Why not do it? Sumo Hall. That that would be a that would be a that would be a location, or you're holding off until dome season. You're not going to do it on a you know a random road to show. You put too much thought and too much effort to 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 not have him do that. Um, so that th- those are those are those are the big marquee places where that's going to happen in my eyes. All right, and another question about uh, another entrant here. Uh, RBX2000 says, best of the Super Juniors theory, any chance Osprey goes undefeated and they devit him into the IWGP title match at Dominion? Hmm. Possible. I don't know if... Uh... I mean, to me, it's a two-dog race, right? Am I, am I off in that? This tournament is 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 between Osprey and Shingo. Am I? Am I is there anybody else? Is there a no? Dark that, that's got to be the final. I mean, they got to sell out Sumo Hall for that. And I think uh, I keep saying it, I've been saying it for months, but Shingo against Osprey is a money match. Yeah, I I tend to agree. I don't tend to agree. I I agree. All right. So then, who's taking the fall there? Who's losing? Uh, I would have Osprey lose, and that could, he can do the handshake with Shingo at the end, and that will signal him leaving the junior division. That's exactly what I would do. Okay, so does that match warrant Will to challenge? No, he's got to win, right? If 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 this person's scenario is correct, so I'm going to go with a no. I don't see that happening. Um, I don't see that happening, but I do see that as the final i'm a little tossed up on who i who i would go with though i don't know right now i I don't have an answer right now 
Right now, I'm probably 60-40 Shingo. Probably 60-40 here's, here's my fantasy booking thing. So Shingo beats Osprey in the best of Super Juniors final, and then Will moves to heavyweight, as I just said. Shingo beats either Dragon Lee or Ishimori, who are the winner of uh, the Dontaku match at Dominion to win the title. Hiromu returns late summer and faces Dragon Lee in his return match. Mm-hmm. And then we get a slow, slow build-up to Hiromu versus Shingo at the Dome. Yeah. That's... Gets Will out of the way. Officially makes him heavyweight. Shingo takes over. That we all thought would happen the, the minute he stepped foot from Dragon Gate. Hiromu comes back. Everybody's been waiting and, and clamoring for it. And... and uh, Hoping and, and reading into social media posts and trying to, de, to, de, to break the code. Dominion, big show. Annually, one of the biggest shows for New Japan in the calendar year. And obviously, the Dome. We got two buildings. To, we got, you know, two nights to fill that big building. Hmm. And that's a sexy matchup right there. Yeah. I think you got that laid out. Why aren't we booking this shit? Huh? We've, we've, we're, we're, we're road agents for, for matches. We're booking out. No official podcast. No booking position. Nothing. What about us? Uh, all right. This is very unprofessional. Though. I know. We're going to get, a, <laughs> we're gonna get an iTunes review. <laughs> <laughs> they keep clamoring uh, for job. <laughs> going back to the Osprey thing about him being a junior. I know I mentioned it last week, but I stand by this now. I've convinced myself that they were expecting Hiromu back sooner. And it's been delayed. And as a result of that, they've had to hit, pump the brakes uh, on the Osprey heavyweight thing because they realized that with Hiromu out, they needed him for best of Super Juniors and for the best of Super Juniors final. So that's why they've been, oh, he's still a junior, he's still a junior, he's still a junior. Whereas that didn't seem the direction earlier in the year. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. I wouldn't be surprised. It, it It did seem like it was, you know, pedal to the metal put Will over on big, big, beefy guys to establish himself to kind of wean him off of the, the, the that junior label. And then it was, oh, he's still a junior. He's still a junior. He's still a junior. And again, he's going for that never title where, again, it's the idea of open weight. Okay. All right. I don't know. He seems like a, he seems like a big junior to me. <laughs> We have the biggest juniors in all of pro wrestling. I told you before, I want to scale. What's going to happen is, is that uh, Will Ospreay is going to cut weight, and he's and they're going to bring a scale into the ring every single match, and he's just going to make it uh, by the hair of his chinny-chin-chin. Chin. Like, he's going to take a giant poop backstage and fu- and make weight every match. Then, finally, uh, at the finals, he's cutting, and he's, like, doing that that – thing that UFC fighters do, the water dehydration, and it just totally drains him, and he loses in the finals. That's that's pro wrestling right there, pal. Uh, yeah, so the, the final is just going to be like a severely dehydrated, feeble Will Ospreay who can barely stand. Right. Just getting absolutely get the shit kicked out of him by Shingo. Right, dehydrated, throwing up. Uh, he's puking. They, they take the cameras back, and here's Will. I was going to work from Will. He's blah, throwing up in the bathroom. Oh, Will, I don't know if he's going to make it. Uh, he's all just, he's going to the ring. He's just all just, he's just got, like, he's got an IV drip <laughs> in the ring. <laughs> right. He's wheeling in like one of those hospital things. Right. Right. Oh man. We should be booking this shit. Oh my goodness gracious. We are great. All right. Um, 
few more questions. Uh, Xavier right. Ramirez, who brought us those lovely treats. Yeah, from good us. guy. So I, I yeah. particularly enjoyed the uh, extra flaming hot Tostitos, Xavier. So thank you for those. Uh, Ask who wins in the battle of the two dragons, Shingo or Dragon Lee? Pants are down for that one. Pants down, absolutely. Look until he loses, it's Shingo, right? Until he loses, it's Shingo. They're going, you know, pedal to the metal. And I think, you know, we know Dragon Lee is in in New Japan for a couple months, right? He's committed to his time for a couple months at least. But again, we all kind of feel that there's a window there, right? There's there's an end to that. Um, so at the end of the day, it, it'll be Shingo, um, because you know there's more of an investment there. Dragon Lee is a little bit more. I'm going to say a stopgap, but he's you know he's there for a limited amount of time. Um, I like the fact that he's there for longer than a tour. I like that a lot. But uh, we know that there is an end to this, and um, and I think that ends with uh, with Shingo. Liam says, "What are you most excited to see? Taka versus Kanemaru." Taka versus Desperado or Kanemaru versus Desperado? Because we will be seeing one of those. I think Kanemaru Desperado. I, I would like to see that. Mm. I like that. The two tag, tag partners going at it. Yep, yep. And here's the thing, too. I don't think it'll be that that nonsense, oh, they're partners or, they're oh, they're on the same faction and they're going to do something goofy to get around it. You know, how like Tai Chi and – was it Tai Chi and Kanemaru? In best oh, it was Taichi and Taka, and that was oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah that's what they, I want. I want, want uh, Kanemura versus Taka, like pure bullshit match. Okay, give it to me. You want that? All right. I don't. I don't know. Sure, I want that. Um, I know where they spent. What, what was it, like fifteen minutes? Um, I <laughs> they didn't touch each other. Touch each other. It was great. That is pretty magical, actually. If you really think about it, that, they were able to pull that off. Like to do that. Uh, I might want to go back and rewatch that just to see. I was how just going to say, I, I think everyone should do that. Yeah, go it's back. It's an underrated piece of wrestling. It is an amazing thing. Like, how do you do that? They did it, and it wasn't terrible. That's the other thing. It wasn't like it was just like it wasn't terrible. And knowing what you know now about the match, you might look at it through a different lens and get even more enjoyment out of it. Because at the time, you're like, "All right, what the fuck is happening here? What? How long has it gone? <laughs> right? They haven't even touched each other. So now it might be a little bit, a little bit rosier uh, glasses." Um, hmm, I might go back and watch that. I might go back and watch it. Here's another one that we will probably get because we have Rocky and Yo and Show. I don't think they're going to put Show and Yo in the same block, or will they? So, do you think we're either going to get Rocky versus Show, Rocky versus Yo, or Show versus Yo? Hmm. I I I would think it would be Rocky. I I don't know if they would put Show and Yo in the same blocks. Because that's an easy fix, and even Kanemaru and uh, and El Desperado, you technically could. I mean, you then you'd get Taka, you know, you get the Taka element. Um, I would say probably not Show and Yo in the same block, but yeah, I, you're more likely to get Rocky, and then I I think it might be student teacher kind of thing, um, and maybe maybe it's you know. Whoever's in that block, show or yo, you know, gets the upper hand. I think they would. I think they should get the upper hand over Rocky. I think that's the way it should be. Yeah, I could see Rocky versus Yo with Rocky doing the King of Sneaky Star stuff, a few like cheeky inside cradles or roll ups, and then Yo managing to get the win with his 
is it five star clutch? Is that the, the move that he had before? So something like that. That would mm-hmm. be my guess. Uh, here's another last scenario for you. This is from uh, on Twitter. Tranquilo putos. Kushida's gone. Osprey's moving up. Shingo will move up eventually. He's not going to be a junior forever. And Hiromu's still out. So setting the scene here, Damien, we need some new junior stars. So in the final of the best of the super juniors, we have Shingo versus El Desperado. Mm-mm. Desperado wins in a massive upset. Mm-mm. Then afterwards, when uh, Dragon Lee stares down Despi, Hiromu shows up so we can add him to the mix. Despi wins the belt off Dragon Lee at Dominion. Hiromu then challenges Despi after the match at Dominion and we get a nice three or four month feud in which we get a match between them at King of Pro Wrestling where Hiromu beats Despi for the belt and then after that match, Liger comes out, challenges Hiromu for the no. belt at Wrestle Kingdom since Liger wanted Hiromu to be his final opponent. Now, now you, you, uh, here's the thing. You, you're, 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 I appreciate the effort, but... Joe, I think your scenario makes much more sense to the people that are involved here, right? You're not going to get, you're not going to put El Desperado. As much as I like El Desperado, you're not going to put El Desperado in that upper echelon mix. You're just not, right? You, 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 there's no need to. Um, you got Will for a month and a half of of this tournament. You got a big show at Sumo Hall. You got Dominion, and then it's you know you can kind of slow burn, as you said, to to. The dome shows. There's really no need. I don't. I don't see the need to get to, to make that that new star R- right now. I think you, I think you're set in stone with what you got uh, at the top, and it's great, right? That, that I don't. I I have no complaints over the scenario that you laid out. Um, I I don't have any complaints about the scenario that this person laid out, but I just don't. There's really you're going to get Liger involved. Liger's not here to do this anymore. You know, Liger's here for the for the retirement tour. He's going to play the hits. Um, you know, you're not going to get a new album out of out of Jushin Liger at this point. Um, now, with that being said, some of the most exciting things that I've seen in the past week and a half have been his interactions with Suzuki. I just don't think you're going to be seeing, uh, and I think that Liger doesn't really want to do that, right? I mean, I think he made it pretty clear, not being in the best of the Super Juniors last year, that you know he's going to let the other people kind of take that mantle and, and run with it. So. No. Didn't did he not say that he wanted Hiromu to be his last opponent? I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't remember that. Um He may have he did. did he? Would you want that? Hmm. Well so you're asking me who do I want Liger's retirement opponent to be? Yeah. And I mean the Suzuki thing, we will talk about that later, but I don't think they're gonna hold off on that. No for <laughs> until January. So then I don't know who who is going to get rub from beating Jushin like Jushin Thunder like it in his final match. I can't think of anyone better than Hiromu. Yeah. They want to bring in like I'm trying to think of like would they bring in anybody? Like what would be the most important person for Liger to beat? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be silly. TJ Perkins. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Kingdom. I think they should bring it. Um, hey, I like the Kingdom. I'm a big Matt Taven fan. He won me over at MSG. Yeah? All right. Got your Tumblr blog all set up? <laughs> Madison Square Taven. Yeah. Os- Osaka Joe Taven. Osa- yeah, you're Osaka Joe Taven. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think, like, who would I want to see Liger in the ring with in his last match. 
I think of like a Tatsumi Fujinami. Would they do that? Would that? Be horrible. <laughs> would it be horrible? Stink. I mean, yeah. but that's that's more for Liger than anything else. I'm trying just trying to think of a guy that Muta. I mean, that would stink too. But yeah, you know, maybe. I just I don't see this being this last match being about the match quality, right? I don't see that. I see that being about nostalgia and 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 honoring him and all that stuff. Like I just don't see it being, you know, you're not going to. I mean, it could, and it could very well be Hiromo, right? It, it, I mean, listen, if that's what he wants, that's he's going to get what he wants. I just kind of think it's going to be a little bit more, um, again, more more nostalgia based. Um, now, with that being said, I think the majority of even our listeners, if it were like a Tatsumi Fujinami, I think people would be like, Ugh, right? Kind of the reaction you got, right? I gave you, um. But, you know, they've trotted out, like, Sayama before, right? And they trotted out Naoki Sano before. And they trotted out, you know, Ultimo Dragon before. I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be somebody of that, cut from that cloth, legendary, um, as opposed to passing of a torch. I could be dead wrong, though. What about Kawato? If they really want to strap the rocket to him and give him that rub. That's a name. That's a name. That's a name that's been brought up many times, right? Maybe not many times, but a few times. That's that's. That's a. I think that's a good name. I think it's a good name. And here's the thing: if if we're if we're talking about rockets and strapping them on hot, <laughs> we are. Uh, that's a name, right? I don't think Hiromo needs that, right? Certainly doesn't. Kuato coming back from excursion. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Just saying. All right. Well, let's get uh, into some of these shows that took place in the past week. So, first of all, Damon, what were your thoughts on the commentary debut of one juicy Gino Gambino? Uh, I, look, I think, it, I think it's harder than people give credit for. All right. Is that the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Easy for me to say. Uh, I think it's harder th- than it looks. And, you know, he even admitted, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you know, his first comment was, hey, I'm nervous as shit. <laughs> you know? uh, he's a good dude. I I, I met him once. Um, and he's actually a member of Real Hero Eric's classic Japanese uh, Facebook group. Um, and that's how um, we met him. We met him right outside of a TJ Fridays. As he was going into the dome, as he when he did um, Wrestle Kingdom and the uh, Rumble, um, I thought he did. I thought, I thought he did well. I thought he. Did, I thought he did well. I thought. I thought he knew when to get out of the way of Kevin Kelly, and I think he knew kind of like when to add his spice. Um, I thought it was weird when you know, obviously he's a Bullet Club member, so he's going to be pro Bullet Club, but it, but it, like he just switched a, a switch and went heel right and then he went back to being you know regular color commentator guy um but i thought he did well i mean look the bar is low when it comes to color commentating you know with lanny poffo setting that bar <laughs> like like that's really the criteria are you better than lanny poffo and i i think the majority of the people that they bring in are um where does he fit in in color commentating uh 
you know, I think he's under Carino and Callis and uh, I think under Chris at this point. But uh, I think he's solid in the middle, right? Wasn't the worst. Wasn't the best. I think he did a good job. First time out of the gate, eh, I think he did a good job. I think he did well. Yeah, I agree. I think he did his job, which was to put over the wrestlers and put over the match and the storylines and not necessarily to put himself over. Right. Uh, yeah, he wasn't intrusive. He, I felt he added to my job into the matches. So uh, for uh, first time out, I thought he did really well. Yeah. Um, other thing, Damon, I wanted to mention that I hadn't noticed actually, but a few people have brought up is the fact that we have no more Ayato Yoshida. Mm. What happened? Well, I've read a few different postulations online. Could be fallout from the situation with Taka, Michinoku, and the K Dojo. Uh, he has Yoshida has been he was he did used to be on the New Japan roster page, but he's been removed and he hasn't worked a show since the anniversary show. And that when and that card was announced when Taka was still with K Dojo. Uh, but there is also the fact that he is the champion now and therefore the face of the new company. So maybe that could have been compensation for him uh, not jumping with Taka and saying goodbye to the New Japan link. So a huh. few different ideas there. We sent word out, right? We, we, I, I saw that you, 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 that you sent out the question. We had not received any answer on that. Um, huh. Yeah, I hate to speculate on that, but it does seem weird, doesn't it? Like, why, you know... Do you think it's do you think it's something shady? I don't know. I mean, it could just be uh, a case of company loyalty, but I mean that would be really extreme. To, I mean, I understand staying with a company like Dragon Gate or All Japan or Noah and resisting the temptation to go to New Japan, but to stay with K Dojo, right, out of company loyalty would be ridiculous. Yeah, that's just insane. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I really don't know. It's hard for me to even speculate. Like like because that makes like just the logic of that makes nothing. I mean, again, a lot of times people make decisions based off of that loyalty and and. But yeah, that just seems a weird you know to, to hang your hat on that. Christ. Uh yeah, maybe we'll get word. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get word soon. I don't know. I know. I know. We put out the feelers to. We asked the question. Let's put it that way. Haven't heard back. We are serious investigative journalists, if nothing else, Damon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So we had three shows from Caracowin Hall, and in my brain, they've all just mushed into one big show. So yes. it's <laughs> going to be difficult for me to pick out uh, anything specific to talk about, because I feel like I've watched about a million LIJ versus uh, Chaos tag team, mark team uh, multi-man tag team matches i have really enjoyed the young line stuff i think yuya uemura and yotsuji and ren narita shota umino have been doing a fantastic job so big thumbs up for them i've been really enjoying their stuff what about you yeah i uh actually last night i was watching some stuff and i know it's we've we've kind of been at the forefront of this 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 uh, narrative, so to speak, but Lij and those multi-man tag matches, Joel, they're consistently at least good, 
Sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they are really fucking good, right? And it's every single tour, it seems like. You're getting a taste of it. Would it be an absolute, would I be off my rocker if I were to say to you, Joel, L.I.J., at the very least, should be nominated for Tag Team of the Year. And I would scare, I, I would venture to guess that if we put them on the ballot, they should absolutely get recognition and they would get my vote for at least placing in the top three for Tag Team of the Year. Every so- single Every single show, we get a multi-man tag. And we're the first to kind of point and laugh at that. But every single show that they're on, they at least deliver a really good match. Right? They deserve it. So you're suggesting we put on the ballot just sort of miscellaneous multi-man LIJ tag team? Well, okay. We did it with uh, the Never, right? Didn't we do that in the Never uh, situation? We had them. We had a, 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 a representative. I think, And I think it was LIJ, wasn't it? Wasn't it Bushi, uh, uh, Evil, and, and Sonata, wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember now, but I know I support the idea and you're totally right because every time these matches happen, you always get the people watching it live saying, that was great. That was a terrific multi-man match, you know, four stars and it just happens every single night. The consistency with which they deliver entertaining matches is remarkable considering these are nothing shows right? and there's no incentive for them to go out and do stuff like, for example, uh, Naito and Ibushi doing hurricane runners off the top rope with a guy landing on their heads. We think, why the fuck are you doing that in a 10-man tag team match? But they do it just because I don't know why they do it. Uh, maybe the, a sense of uh, duty and obligation to put on a ruddy good show for the fans. Yeah. Uh, doesn't that deserve to be mentioned? Doesn't that deserve a tip of the cap? Doesn't that deserve, uh, to me, their tag team of the year? Now, again... Traditionally, tag team, two people, right? And it is, to me, you need to do a little bit more when you are that traditional tag team. It's just two of you. You don't have the luxury of, you know, doing your hot shit, taking a powder, and then letting somebody else, you know, get in. And, you know, you're not doing anything for, for, for five minutes. But but it doesn't feel that way in their matches. It really doesn't. It feels like there's constant action. There's constantly things going. It doesn't feel paint-by-numbers either. Right? It could very easily turn into WWF nineteen eighty nine house show where you're doing the same fucking match around the circuit. Right? I don't get that sense ever. It feels like we see the same matches, but we don't see the same match, um, and the same construction and the same layout. No, uh, you know, I I really feel like if this were a tag team of any company. We would be we would be clamoring and we would be trumpeting the the and, and singing the praises of this tag team because it's every single night and they don't have to do what they do, but it's every single night. And yet we sit here and we say, oh, OK, here's another one. Here's another one. When you do the previews for these shows, trust me, I'm rolling my fucking eyes and I'm tuning out in my head. But every single fucking time they deliver. Joel, guess what? They were the best match on this past show that just ended today. They were the best match. That that multi-man tag match, LIJ and Chaos and Ibushi, that was the best match on the show. Best match on the show. And I'll go to my fucking grave saying it. 
It was better than I Jay Winkle. We're gonna have an argument. Okay. <laughs> we could have an argument later on in this right. show. Let's let's save it. All right. But I'm telling you right now, I'm putting them on the fucking ballot, and they're gonna get first place votes. And if they don't, it's a crying fucking shame because they deliver every single night. And just because it's a multi man doesn't necessarily whatever three, four, five, ten. I don't give a shit. They deliver every fucking time. Um, yeah, I can't argue with that at all. It's one of these things where I think if a different company were to put on a match of that quality, like one of these 10-man tags, in the main event of, I don't know, their weekly television show or one of their monthly specials, then there would be a lot of people giving it five stars and calling it match of the year. Yep. Yep. Let me tell you something. That mat- Those matches beat anything on Raw on any given fucking week. They beat anything, beat anything on, on WrestleMania. They beat anything on WrestleMania. Yeah. You can put that fucking shit there. If you put that LIJ multi-man tag on WrestleMania, the biggest stage of them all, you put them in that, it's match of the fucking night. I'm telling you right now. And you can get the fuck up the street if you think otherwise. I'm applauding. Thank you. You're not going to get that? Just, just leave lo- <laughs> hey, get Chris Charles. Bring that kind of passion, huh? You, you, you ain't got it in you. Come on. All right. Wintless says, uh, why is Uemura versus Suji the most interesting feud in New Japan? Is this a good thing or a bad thing? How interested are you in this Uemura versus Suji feud? Do you think it is near the top of most interesting feuds in the company? No. <laughs> no. But um, what it does do is it makes that, that opening match... Uh, ten thousand times more interesting than than it has any right to be, and that's again that's just being smart with the the way that they book this out. I, again, I I mentioned it last week. I, I'm not the biggest fan of having them trade wins, but I guess that might be just a progression, right? You know, they're they're finding ways. You know, they're both progressing at the same rate, and they're now, you know able to find ways to beat each other and they're kind of doing it at the same time you know i was listening to our old shows and we had a strong zero bet over who would take the first win in the series so i owe you a strong zero yeah you picked suji and there you go fuck yes you know what somebody sent something in our discord that they were selling strong zeros in australia did you see that uh yeah i think i did did you see the prices was it very, very expensive? Oh, ridiculous. It was like eight bucks, Australian. Eight bucks for one can, like a 12-ounce can. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go back to Japan so bad. Eric's coming home soon. He better be bringing back a fucking suitcase of Strong Zeros. Yeah. Oh, some of those nice waffles. I miss them so much. I miss. I know what I miss, and you, you, you probably have it a little bit closer than me because I don't. I, mean, I miss a really good ramen. Oh, a fucking good ramen. Oh my god, and a good. Tonkatsu. I'm a big fan of the 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 tonkotsu ramen with yes. the pork bone broth yes. that's been bubbling away for twenty hours and has got the consistency of double cream and tastes like an abattoir. Yeah, and it's got those thick slices of fatty. Char-grilled caramelized chashu pork. Oh, it's good shit. Oh, yeah. I think I have an erection. I think I do. I think I do. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of stuff to add to the uh, highlight reel. From, from you got it. We're on fire. All right, let's talk a bit about uh, Mikey Nichols because 
Some people have suggested that he has taken David Finley's spot in the company, being that Finley's injured. <laughs> wow, congratulations. And, <laughs> uh, teaming up with Juice and figuring into this Chase and Farley situation. So do you think there's any truth to that? And also just give me your general thoughts on Mikey Nichols' output this week. I mean, I'm going to be truthful. I mean, I really don't think that David Finley's position is up for grabs. You know what I mean? I don't think I don't think Gator was sitting there saying, "Oh, I need a I need a I need a uh, an Australian to fill the gap of David Finley." Uh, so I mean, he, he's there at this point, right? Um, I I don't the, the feedback. I'll give you my take, and then. I'll give you the – well, I'll flip it. I'll give you the feedback that I'm seeing first, and I'll give you my take. It's not been overwhelmingly positive. Like, it feels like that, you know, people are kind of waiting for that next level, and they just don't feel it with him. They just don't feel that he's um, – I don't know if 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 it's he's a tag team wrestler and he doesn't quite fit the mold of the singles wrestler or he's not – it's just – people just aren't feeling it, right? I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, and I and and I was one of the people that was really excited when he came in. I was really excited. I thought it was a really good signing and a really good move. Um, and again, maybe this is just a placeholder for him until uh, you know his partner comes to town. Maybe I I don't feel I don't feel he's connected. I don't feel like he's fit fit. I don't feel I feel like he's being shoehorned in. And I just don't feel like it's been a a natural progression for, yet. Um, I think in the ring it's been somewhat clunky. Um, it hasn't been hasn't delivered, you know, in quality. And you know, it's not something that I'm going out of my way to tune into. So I think there's a lot of room for growth. Uh, I don't think being in that David Finley role is is you know, and again we joke about that David Finley role, but it's really not the you know you're gonna be looking at the lights a lot if that's the role. Um, but no, I just I just I haven't felt it yet. I don't think it's a good fit, and I think it's I think it's just a stopgap until he gets his his tag team partner in, in town. I thought he did a decent match uh, as we talked about last week in the match he had with Chase Owens. I thought that was okay. But he has done very little in the past week to elevate himself out of JAG territory for me. Uh, we do have a question from Ben Drake who says, are we finally going to get a break from Mad Mikey Nichols singles matches after the loss to Bad Luck Farley? So he took a loss to Farley on this Hino Kuni show. Do you think that has sort of knocked him back down the pecking order? Because I thought he might get a win there and then challenge Juice for the US title, but he didn't. He lost. And not only did he lose, he lost to the grenade, which is not even Farley's primary finisher. So to me, that seemed to be a get-in-your-lane kind of move. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it. Um, what did you think of his match with Chase Owens recently? Yeah, as I said, I think it was decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way it was laid out, it was Chase Owens doing long periods of control. Yep. And Mikey Nichols working from underneath as the babyface in peril which I think worked for me better than very, very, <clears throat> excuse me, very, very angry Mikey Nichols in the Okada match in the New Japan Cup. So I thought that was an improvement, but uh, it wasn't anything that made me think, wow, this guy's going to be making some waves in New Japan. Right. Like when you think of debuts and you think of 
you know, first time outs, I think a guy like Gresham impressed. I think a guy like ACH impressed. I think a guy like, you know, you remember back with Zach, you know, was when he came over from Noah, it felt like he made a bigger splash. Um, even Flip Gordon, yeah. you know, I wasn't a big fan of it, but he did make an impression and it was a memorable debut in that on a rising. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of names that we just mentioned. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give you a name too. And and people might not agree. And that's why we're here. I'll give you, I'll give you Beer City Bruiser. I think oh, he, he was great. Right? Okay. He was really good. Okay. Right? I think he made a bigger impression. Than, than Mikey Nichols. I really do. Punishment Martinez. Uh, let's pump the brakes. <laughs> um, but, but you know what I mean, though? Like, I, 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 like and, you know, uh, that Honor Rising show, where, where do you, who do you, uh, right, uh, Godo, right? It was, was Godo that he went against. Um, I thought that did, I thought that was, you know, I thought, you know, given the opportunities that, that Nichols has had, as opposed to, you know, all those people, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like. I mean, you got a singles match in New Japan Cup against Okada, right? That's you got big. You got a big match against Fale. You got a singles match against Chase Owens. I don't think any of them have been anything to do backflips over. I don't know. That's a lot of chances as well, isn't it? Right. That's a lot of singles matches. That's right. more than a fair amount of people in the company get. That, that's that's what we were saying. Uh, I, I like. I want to believe that there's more left in the tank, but I don't understand why there would be more left in the tank when you have those opportunities, right? Like, I, explain to me why there would be more left in the tank. To me, you've got a wide range of different opponents, and nothing's really felt like it's stuck. So, what's the common denominator here, right? So. I don't know. I got a shoulder shrug it right now until I see otherwise. Also on the Wednesday Karakowin show, we had the special Jushin Thunder Liger 30 year anniversary match where uh, interestingly we had Kanemaru picking up the pin there with a small package hold. So I suspect they're trying to heat him up for best of the super juniors, but we have the ongoing feud between Jushin Thunder Liger and Minoru Suzuki and uh, our numerous sources have suggested to us that this Liger versus Suzuki thing was not originally planned. It was not something out of Gado's notebook. It was something that began organically uh, between the, the two wrestlers and has just taken on a life of its own from there. So bearing that in mind, what are your thoughts on this feud? Well, one, if if they're going, if anybody's going to have liberties to kind of do that, it would be those two gentlemen, right? They would have the, you know, they would have the space to breathe to be able to do something like that. I I I kind of take that a little bit with a grain of salt, in the sense of, um, in two thousand and nineteen, do we let pro wrestlers, no matter who they are or what they do, kind of do that? do that old go into business for myself, right? Because maybe that wasn't a direction that they were looking to go into. Um, so I, I would think that there might be a little bit of a, a little bit more structure than, than what might originally be, I, we, we were led on to. With that being said, again, if anybody's going to have that, th- those liberties and that space to do something like that, it would be them. And why not? How fucking fun is, uh, is this little program? And it's simple. 
and it's and it's and it and, it, and it's not this convoluted nine steps to get there and all this fantasy booking and all the the most exciting thing about it is is that Liger is like you know fuck you you're a bully you ain't gonna push me around I've been here too long and Suzuki's like you're a fuck up. You know what? I kicked your ass. Come and fight me in the fucking streets, motherfucker. Yeah, Yeah. and Liger's like, anybody can fucking fight in the street. Any fucking Tom, Dick, or Harry could go fucking duke it out in the streets. That's not what people paid for. It's not what the fucking people paid for. Paid for pro wrestling in this hollowed ring. Sacred ring. And you're going to cut. Why am I cutting a promo? I'm cutting a promo right now. (laughs) I'm pretty good. Uh, But that's what he's saying. What's the payoff? Where, Where do you think this ends? Because I, I thought that would be a very fine semi-main event for first night at the Dome. Liger versus Suzuki. Not not exactly career versus career, but I'm retiring, you put your career on the line match. Right. And I thought the kind of style of match they could work, it could be a lot of hard-hitting, a bit of grappling, submission stuff. You wouldn't have to have... Uh, Liger going 100 miles an hour doing lots of high flying high risk stuff as he might do against other juniors I thought that and there would have been really cool dynamics with the evil bad guy Suzuki against the uh, lovable hero who's got his you know one day left to a retirement I thought there would be uh, a lot of value to that yeah they don't have to like they could like those two guys would that would be a perfect 10 minute sprint 10 you know, in between 10 and 15 minutes. I don't think you want to go over 15 with that. But that would be a perfect sprinty match where they could get a lot of shit in, a lot of meaningful stuff, a lot of callback spots, um, and just go balls out. I mean, again, with all due respect, you got two 50-year-old guys in there. Um, I can't imagine them holding out this long to the Dome. So I think something would have to be settled, but but yeah, like a, a nice little uh, you know no DQ match or something along those lines where they where they settle things. Uh, again, Dominion might be a nice little home for that, right? Can we stretch it out till Dominion? I think so, right? Uh, I would be I would be very look again. I said it before. I even almost opened the show with it. It's it's some of the most exciting things uh, in the company right now is that little meaningless I don't I don't want to say meaningless but you know middle of the card program is some of the most exciting things for me right now in New Japan. Okay, let's talk about some of the tag uh, title matches that we've seen. On Monday there was a never open weight six man tag team championship match with the champions Taguchi, Yano and Makabe making their second successful defense against the team of Hikaleo, Tangelo and Tamatonga with uh, Makabe pinning Hikaleo after a King Kong knee drop. And I'm going to lump it in with a match that we saw today from Wrestling Hinokuni because they were not dissimilar where we had the IWGP Tag Team Championship match with Tangelo and Tamatonga making their successful second defense against Yano and Makabe with Tamatonga defeating Makabe uh, in 14 minutes, 50 seconds after a schoolboy. So it seems that for this never open weight championship matches, the, the six-man matches, they've leaned into the comedy stuff. So uh, you're getting a lot of shenanigans, a lot of bullshit. You've got, obviously, Yano and Taguchi in the same team. So there's a lot of silliness. And I can't really uh, argue with that. I think it's a, it makes sense, given that no one really gives a shit about these titles. Um, and the tag team championship match from today, you know, a lot of brawling in the crowds, uh, a lot of shenanigans, 
crowd seemed to get into it by the end. Maccab- there were quite loud ch- chants for Maccabay. Uh, I did buy into some of the near falls. When he got the King Kong knee drop, I thought, oh, we're going to get a new champion. So uh, they did get me invested by the end. But uh, all in all, two matches together, not the most uh, thrilling encounters of the week. I like Bullock. I like G.O.D. until it's time to get in the ring and go. Um, yeah, I remember when we previewed the, the tag title match. And we were hoping, sprint, brawl, get in, get out. That didn't happen. And they're getting heat on Yano. And they're... They're they're doing their slow, methodical tag team style wrestling. That real to me, having them be this power team just does nothing for me. If they could find a way to make again sprint quick, get in, get out, I think that suits them much better than slow plotting, big thumping, you know, blows to the back. You know that's the stuff that, that you know doesn't work for them for me. Doesn't work. Um, I'm I'm glad that we're done with this 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 GBH most violent. Pl- I, I don't care. Yano and Makabe, I'm 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 done with it, this this match. Did nothing for me. <laughs> it really did it. Um, I'm I'm barely scraping three, barely sca- scraping three. Uh, I'm I'm just glad it's over. It's not a to me. It's not a fresh matchup. It, it, to me, it's it. And here's the thing too: neither team plays off each other's strengths. Neither team plays off each other's strengths. It it was it was worked in a in a way that we had dreaded, and we got what we got. We got a, a match that barely scraped three. We complain about the tag division a lot, but who the hell are going to challenge for these titles? No uh, does anyone idea. care? That's the problem. Uh, and, well, Killer Elite Squad, please bring them back. Re- okay, here's oh, here's what I feel like I've seen that a thousand times. But yeah, that's that like that's that's what we're saying. Like that's our option. There's no right one now. else. I, There's where, nobody I, else. Who? Give me give me one name. Who would you bring in? I mean. Are, are they Ch- Chase and Ujiro? Make them a tag team. I don't know if Ujiro's healthy again. What about the Briscoes? Well, they're building up to that match at War of the Worlds, right. if I'm not mistaken. So right. we will be getting that, but on ROH programming. What do you think? Maybe they do the same at Dominion? They get the Briscoes in for that? Uh, does that sound more interesting than anything else? Give me a yeah, tag but, team. I mean, yeah. I have a distinct lack of alternatives. Let me ask you this. Enzo. Cass. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no? You don't want that? Come on. What about that Twitter beef? What about what about those videos going back and forth? Huh? I did enjoy those videos. Yeah, I have to good. say, they were good. They were pretty good, actually. I mean... If they could... Could they have the match just contested by doing uh, Twitter selfie videos instead of actually pro wrestling. In the ring. <laughs> right, right. And we all vote. And somebody will have to put in that that gif, you know, the one where it's like the, the kids are all standing there and, the, and then one kid runs back and he's like, oh, everybody's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just thinking that. I was literally just thinking that, David. <laughs> right. 
you know, and then somebody else will have one where it's the new day eating popcorn because that's in everyone too. Uh, I hate people. I really fucking hate people. Get creative, a little creative. Like every thread, every Twitter you know, thing that turns, it's, it's this, I, I, it's paint by numbers at this point. Everybody's got to have their, it's the same fucking dumb shit that you see every time. I like it. You just wait for it. You just scroll. Oh, there's the popcorn gif. Okay, great. Oh, there's uh, uh, it's uh, there's the, that one. You know where, the, where everybody's jumping around and the kid runs by with his hands on his head. Oh, right. There's that one. Uh, what are, what are the other ones? Are, what, what do we have on on that on the on the list? Um, what do we have? Vince McMahon falling over, stunned. You know that one. You know he's in the chair at the desk in the ring and he falls over because he's so stunned. Yeah. yeah, we'll have that yeah, one yeah. too. It's like, oh Jesus Christ, people. I hate. Ugh fucking get a creative bone in your body sick of it all right uh yeah that would be better than having that but again briscoe's i'll go briscoe's or at least there's something there that they've built up um i don't here's the thing i don't want lance and and davy boy in there i want i want lance davy boy singles i really do i'm done with killer elite squad get, uh, bring back lance singles make him a monster Bring back Davy Boy Smith. Give him something other than comedy to make him happy. Do something with him. You have you have really talented people that you're just fucking wasting. Just saying. Let's move on to talk about a tag team match that was actually good, which was on the uh, Friday show in Hiroshima. The Road to Wrestling Dontaku Aki no Kuni Sengoku Emaki. And the main event on this show was the IWGP Junior Tag Championship match. With the champions Sho and Yo making their first successful defense against the challengers Bushi and Shingo Takagi in 25 minutes, with Yo pinning Bushi following a dragon suplex hold. Uh, off the bat, I want to say I thought this was a very, very good match. Really enjoyed it. I'm like four stars for it. But my okay, two hot takes here. One, I think they are in danger of overexposing this show versus Shingo feud. And Jojo Remy on the Slack put it best. He said, I don't want to watch these tag matches because I don't want to see all of the spots from their singles match that's going to inevitably coming up. And I think there is something to that. I think there's only so long I can sustain my excitement and my hype for seeing them facing off against each other when I've seen them squaring off for a combined total of, it must be like close to an hour now with all the tag matches and tag title matches that they've had together. Uh, over the last few months. Right. Uh, that said, I do think they did uh, ratchet their feud up to the next level, and there were some really cool spots in this match, like the Larry exchange where uh, Sho finally managed to take... Oh, my yeah, alarm's it, going off. If it's for me, I'm not here. Okay? Just... I'm going to power through it. Where Sho managed to finally take Shingo off his feet with a lariat, and then there was a really cool moment where Shingo was about to flatten Yo with a pumping bomber, but then Sho pushed Yo out of the way, like something out of In the Line of Fire, and took the bullet for him, ate the lariat, but stayed standing. So I thought there were some really nice moments there, but I think they do need to pump the brakes on that a bit because I don't want to see the entire feud before they've had a chance to have a singles match. My other hot take is I don't think that Shingo and Bushi are a good tag team because these okay my the type of tag team match that I like Damon is 
where you get sort of four mini matches. And that's a bit formulaic. I like like NXT TakeOver kind of tag matches where you get person A versus person C and then person A versus person D and then person B versus person C then person B versus person D and then there's a big scramble in the closing stretch and we get an exciting finish. These matches, you get 80% Shingo versus Show with a little bit of Yo and Bushi sprinkled in. And... I, to be fair, I do like that it's different and I'm not criticising them for booking it that way because it makes sense because I think Sho and Shingo are the kayfabe, more powerful uh, components of their respective tag team. So I understand why they're doing it like that and again, I like the fact that it's different. But again, it did feel a bit like a singles match with two other dudes hanging around um, and the finish, I think, it was notable for having Sho holding back Shingo and uh, Yo getting the pinfall. And he's using a new move. He's using a dragon suplex hold. So overall, I thought it was a really good match. I enjoyed it a lot, but not exactly what I want from tag team wrestling. It didn't feel like tag team wrestling to me. Uh, so, all right. I, and I agree with you on a lot of your points. Uh, I'm going to give a little bit more, I don't know, not, not, just a different point of view. I love their tag matches. And I'll tell you why, because they are junior tag matches, and it's very easy to fall into this is what a junior does. And that might be labeled as flips and dangerous moves and all of that that you associate with junior-style pro wrestling. This didn't feel that way. These matches don't feel that way. In fact, I think they go out of their way to not be that. Right? These tag matches are hard-hitting. Uh, and again, those those axe bomber spots or lariat spot, whatever you want to call. It, I mean, they're they're teeing off at each other. And again, you know, the the one of the biggest criticisms of a show is you know something that he can't control is his fucking height, and he's just teeing off on Shingo, and vice versa. Like I like that a lot. I like the mat. I like the way these matches are structured and laid out so that they don't fall into those junior traps we'll call them where it just turns into spot fest city i never felt that in in any of these matches with these two um i like their dynamic i like the fact that it is a little bit of a showcase for the people that i'm most interested in seeing um truth be told i'm not necessarily tuning out with when bushi comes in but i'm a lot i'm i know i'm i'm at the edge of my seat with show and shingo right Uh, to me that's what's drawing me in so two things I really liked. One, the structure, the style, the fact that it doesn't fall into the junior heavyweight uh, narrative. These are heavyweight title matches. These are more, I'll go out and say, these are more heavyweight style tag matches than, than, than what you're getting with the heavyweight tag titles. If these were heavyweight tag title matches, I don't think anyone would be complaining. In fact, I think we'd be praising the tag division, right? But it's this idea of this is what tag team wrestling or junior tag team wrestling is, that they are ripping up, wiping their ass with it, and throwing it out the window. And that I appreciate and love. So, no, I love these matches more than just about anything else on the show. Right, and I guess that's something that is symptomatic of the way wrestling's moving these days, that the lines between what is junior wrestling and what is heavyweight wrestling are not as fixed as they once were. Because you see, we have massive dudes like uh, the War Machine or War Raiders or the Viking Experience or the Viking Raiders or whatever the fuck they're being called these days. 
two huge dudes doing flips and cartwheels. Um, whereas we're seeing the quote unquote junior tag guys in New Japan um, larrying the shit out of each other and suplexing each other and stuff. So uh, I guess those things are more fluid than they used to be. Let me ask you this. What would you rather have? Would you rather have heavyweights wrestling like juniors? And I put that in air quotes because, again, everything involves and everything. But you get what I'm, you get my drift. Would you rather have juniors or excuse me, heavyweights wrestling as juniors or juniors wrestling in a more heavyweight style? Uh, it's not an either or situation. I mean, I can't really place a value judgment on one over the other. It depends on the wrestler, doesn't it? I know, I know that's a bit of a cop out. If you are to ask me which one do I enjoy more, do I enjoy seeing big guys doing lots of flips or do I enjoy uh, quote-unquote smaller guys uh, battering each other, then uh, I would say the latter. I prefer the juniors wrestling in a heavyweight style. Okay, there you go. I, I, I think you're right too. It depends on the person, depends on the um, situation. But yeah, you know, again, branded gun to my head. I'm, I don't know. You know what? Heavyweight's doing crazy shit flying over top ropes and oh done sparingly i think it's good but if it's happening every week then it loses its specialness you know what i think that's really it it's 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 not what they're doing it's when they're doing it is is what's important so yeah maybe you're maybe you're right about that but again i think this this match kind of followed that if this were a heavyweight tag team title match um i think people would would have those pants down for sure we also had Kanemaru on Japanese commentary, so I would guess that our next junior tag title program will be Roppongi 3K against Kanemaru and Desperado again, which feels like we've seen a lot. We saw it at last year's Dominion, so we may be getting that again. Uh, what do you think of Kanemaru's grey hair? Uh, I think it looks really good. Yeah, a little distinguished, right? It looks... Uh... Look, it's amazing when a guy that age can pull, pull off fashion. you got you got to give them bonus points. You know, when you hit a certain age, you know, any any anything extra that somebody does, you got to give them some props. You got to give them a little uh, extra bonus point. So uh, that's what I'm going to do here as well. Uh, Jazz Keegan says, this tour, Yo has been able to express his charisma a lot more, it seems. Is there a chance he could have just as great a singles career as everyone expects Show to have, if not better? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no... There's no guarantee that this is this is going to be show leading the company. If if if, if he, I mean, look, I think the first step is this. This is a this is a junior tag team gimmick, and and I think they're they're going to graduate from this gimmick, and I think that's really going to be the first step. Like you have to you have to graduate from young club boy to something a little bit more. I don't want to say serious, but you, but you get my drift, right? You, you, that's not going to be them. You're not, they're not going to be Rapungi 3K for the for their entire wrestling career. Um, now you could go into two two ways. One, you could go into Stardust Genius Land, where it's a struggle and everything is not quite what you know. It, it's the hopes and dreams that you might have. The other way to go is. You're going to Los Ingobernables land, right? Where everything takes off and it just catches fire and you connect with the crowd and everything happens and everything's great. We don't know that. We don't know the answer to that yet. So if that does happen, yeah, absolutely. He's got the talent to do great things in the ring. 
It's okay. Is he going to be able to be the guy that makes the connection to take off? Um, and that's yet to be seen. I think people see that a little bit more in show and maybe even a little bit more in ring with show, but I think the jury's still out there as well. So I think there's a lot left in the tank when it comes to the creative direction in which way they go. But I think in ring, they both are super fucking talented. They both could do it. Um, it's just kind of where, what the, what the course, you know, they're going to set their sails. Let's see where the fuck they wind up is really what it comes down to. Yeah, agree. It's not a either or situation. The two having successful singles runs are not mutually exclusive. So uh, I think they both have tremendous upside and it's too early to be picking who's going to go higher. Obviously, they seem to be putting more uh, push behind show, but uh, it's early days yet. Um, let's talk then about this show that we watched today that you got up very early for. <laughs> you got up at like 4am for it. I didn't realise it was going to be on so early, Damon. I didn't Neither even I. see the first half of the show. I was in a meeting and then I was like, oh shit, this started at 3 o'clock Japan time. What is going on? Yeah, yeah, 2am Eastern. So I was sitting there and I was like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, I can't stay up because I was actually falling asleep on the couch. And I can't, you know, I can wake up early, but I woke up early. So, but when I woke up, like when I woke up the first, I had to catch the replay. Uh, When I woke up the first time, I, uh, it was like turned it on and it was, you know, they were at, they were, they, I didn't even see Jay White's post match presser. Um, it was just the guys at the booth and Liger at the you know the table, and I was like, "Fuck, missed everything." So I had to wait for them to upload the replay, but I caught it. So um, I, let me let me take it back. I caught the tag title match, and I caught uh, Jay White and Goto. All right, so our main event then was Jay Whitehall defeating Hiroki Goto in 22 minutes, following the Blade Runner. I really like this match, Damon. I thought. Oh, One, why? Jay White looks great with his scraggly little beard. And I just thought they had really good chemistry. I liked the way Jay White was trying to do his you know, slimy heel prickishness. But with Goto being such a heavy hitter, it was like Goto just needed to catch him once to put him on his ass. So I thought the way that their styles meshed together was really good. And they kind of complemented each other because they have uh, not dissimilar move sets. They've got moves with similar setups, like the setup to the GTR and the Blade Runner are quite similar because you've got that sort of reverse headlock thing going on. And also they both do Saito suplexes as part of their um, repertoires. Also, there was the spot where uh, Jay White did the Saito suplex to the outside, which the camera totally missed, which is quite funny because you just saw them uh, tumbling behind the the apron. So I thought that was quite hilarious, even though uh, not good from a production point of view. But yeah, I enjoyed this. I found it quite compelling. And then in the closing stretch, oh my goodness, that final couple of minutes. And I know it's kind of treading old ground at this point saying how great New Japan closing stretches are and Jay White has been a bit hit and miss with these reversal sequences because like the one against Will Ospreay and the one against Tanahashi with him reversing the high fly flow was it the high fly flow I think it was the high fly flow wasn't as smooth as it could be but I thought this was tremendous the way that they were sort of going back and forth uh it was just like water it flowed like water I thought it was beautiful the way their moves kind of transition into each other and it genuinely looked like a scramble in like an MMA match and the way that not only did Jay White win but he got a clean win he didn't have to 
punch got him in the balls. He didn't have to have uh, Gado being uh, the, the deciding factor in the match. That it was just in the scramble. Jay White is one of the most dangerous wrestlers in the company, and he got that Blade Runner. And I thought Goto put in a tremendous performance here. I thought he he made Jay White get, continue to look like a star. And I think uh, Juicy Gambino put it very, very well. He said of Jay White, he may not be champion, but he acts like one. So I still think Jay White, even though he's not holding that belt anymore, he has still got that swagger and that bravado, and he still carries himself as a man who belongs in the upper echelons of this company. So I enjoyed it. I'm four and a quarter stars on this one. Wow. Man, I feel like I watched a completely different match. I feel like I I I I I got the uh like there's a Japanese feed, an English commentary feed, and I must have gotten like the Canadian feed or some shit. Cause I'm I couldn't disagree more. I I I, I to me, Goto felt just there was nothing there that Goto gave me that made me feel that this was a New Japan Pro Wrestling main event. I like for the entire match, I just was just reminded of he can't deliver in the big spot. He's he's had a terrible year. He's had a terrible two years. He's O and whatever in IWGP title matches. He, like, so, you know, to me, the commentary was setting me up for Goto getting a win, right? And I'm waiting for Goto to string together something. And it just wasn't happening. And 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 he was getting cut off at every opportunity. Jay Waite was cutting him off. And that was fine. But it felt like it was, we were in quicksand. And we were, it, it did not feel like like the the energy and the passion and the excitement of a new japan pro wrestling main event i did not feel that in in any sense in this match um two again it felt like we were going in slow motion when we got to the point where we were hitting that closing stretch job i'm if it, that to me that felt so paint by numbers, it it was painful to me. That that reverse sequence, that constant okay, switch you know you know uh, you know back and forth and and uh, I'm like okay we've seen this it's like it literally has become every match we're doing this. It doesn't it wouldn't feel as cliche if we saw this every once in a while. This same. Reversal, 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 reversal. Hit it in every single match. I get the fact that the idea is Goto is going to try to outmaneuver, get out of this, you know, and then we're going to try. I, I get the idea of it. We're seeing it every single match. And it's gotten to the point where I'm just like, okay, great. Um, the drama of the match. I, I, the the near falls, the kickouts. I, I didn't feel it. Now, again, that might be just because of where I see Hiroki Goto at this point, and I just don't feel him as being a legitimate threat at this point. And he's not. He's 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 falling beyond that that rung of B B. You know that B rung that below that below 
big name star. That he's he's going below that rung and even further down. Joel, I, I'm I'm nowhere near a four, nowhere near a four. I, I'm being if I'm being generous, I'm three and a half. Generous, like if I'm really really giving it out. Three and a half is where I'm at. And truth be told, I'm probably not there. I'm being nice. Three and a half is my ceiling. I did not think this was a, a great New Japan Pro Wrestling main event by any stretch of the imagination. It did nothing for me. So who do you chalk that up to? Who do you think was to blame for your lack of enjoyment in this match? I'm telling you what. And I like Goto, man, and he usually delivers. This this was not Goto's best performance, number one. Um, Jay White was was decent. I don't think this was Jay White's best performance either. I like when you talk about chemistry. I didn't feel it with this one. I I, I just think this was just just not a good matchup, not a good mix. I don't. Again, I don't think I'm not blaming Jay White, but I don't think this was his best performance. And I don't think this is – I don't think we look back in the history of, of Goto and put this in his top 10 at all. <laughs> Would you put this in a top 10 Goto match? Uh, mm. No. Know. Probably not. Probably not. No. Maybe I'm just starved of Goto singles matches because I can't remember the last time we got one, apart, apart from the New Japan Cup. All right. Would you put this in a top 10 Jay White match? I think so. I think it would sort of be towards the, the bottom end of the 10. Real bottom. Be, yeah. I don't know. This did nothing for me, man. I'm sorry. And I know that there's people that hang on to Jay White like it, like it's, like it's he's the Messiah. <sighs> I just didn't feel this one, man. And I, I'm, not, I'm not shitting on Jay White because I think there, there's, you know, his body of work. There's more positive than the, this, this. This was not a shining Jay White moment by any stretch. And truth be told, this was not a shining Goto moment at all. I, it didn't work for me at all on any level. I've got a feeling this is going to be quite a divisive match because I have heard people on either side of the fence so far. So I'll be interested to hear from you, the listeners. What did you think of this match? Uh, what, are, what are the people that are positive saying? Are they saying, are they saying the same things you are? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Let me ask you this: Do you, do you do we know these people, or are they just uh, yeah, yeah pe- okay, people we, we, in the Discord, people oh, whose okay. whose opinions that I uh, respect? Yeah. Okay. Would you say? Would you label them as Jay White fans? Uh, one of them, yes. One of them, no. Okay. Good. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Hey, look, I could be dead wrong. I could be dead wrong. It, I, I got to tell you honestly how I feel about it. It, 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 it didn't connect with me at all. I didn't feel it. Um, what were some of the negatives? What were some of the negatives? Okay, so uh, Tiny Pink Mouse on our Discord says, The match was great, but for me it suffered a tiny bit from the fact that at no time did I think Goto might win. Yeah, I, I, I mean, unless there was this massive rehabilitation that was going to be taking place. No, I didn't feel that. Goto had a snowball's chance. Um, uh, Harley Duncan on the Voices Wrestling Slack says uh, maybe three and three quarters of the main event, close to three and a half. Um, 
all Jay White closing stretches rule. Just the journey to get there is not my favorite thing. Okay. And that's, I mean, a lot of that is what I was saying. I mean, minus the closing stretch, that feels very repetitive at this point. But okay, fair, fair enough. Um, all right, look, yeah, I, 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 look, if this show is any indicator, this match is going to be, this is going to, you're going to fall on either side of the fence. And that's good. Listen, we're not, we're not just circle jerking and sitting here, you know, yeah, you're right and you're right. Okay, that's our show. Hit the music, Dan. You know, that's not what this is. All right, good. I'm glad that we, that we have differing opinions. Good. I'm right. Yeah, I was excited <laughs> when we had our little chat before we started recording. I was like, yeah, we're going to disagree on something. It's right. always quite yeah, thrilling when that happens. Uh, let's talk attendances. Well, I heard Kevin Kelly on the broadcast. I'm fairly certain I heard him say it was sold out. And I thought, wow, like that would be remarkable for this pretty weak card to sell out uh, in Kumamoto, which is a notoriously difficult town to, to do well in. But uh, apparently the attendance was 2,702 people uh, compared to last year, which was 3,435. So if those numbers are are correct, then that's a bit of a drop from last year, which was Suzuki and Naito for the IC title. So Naito, Suzuki, both big draws. Naito's a huge draw. IC title, I think, is a bit of a draw in itself. So this having uh, just a singles match on top with nothing at stake and not really much support from the rest of the cards... If uh, if that's correct, two thousand seven hundred two feels about right to me. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, look, I, I'm not blaming Kevin, if, even if you know he's you know he's he's there to hype, you know, and you know the crowd's literally hanging off the rafters, you know, from the Gorilla Monsoon School of Broadcasting. Um, yeah, icy title, Naito Suzuki. Yeah, I mean, that's you got something sexy on top. That's that 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 right there is 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 a strong reason why you're not going to have the same numbers that you did before uh let's preview these dontaku shows then so friday uh, in fukuoka we have uh renarita shota umino tomaki homa versus yuya oemura yotosuji and tohenare uh ryusuke taguchi tiger mask jushin thunder liger yoshihashi versus takamichinoku el desperado kanemaru and suzuki third match is sweet spot second match sweet spot Uh, third match, we got Osprey. He's back. Osprey, Yano, and Makabe versus Hikuleo, Tamatonga, and Tangaloa. Fourth match, we've got Sho, Yo, and Ibushi versus Shingo, Bushi, and Naito. That will be great. You can set your watch to that. Fifth match, we got Mikey Nichols, Juice Robinson, and Hiroki Goto versus Chase Owens, Farley, and Jay Whitehall. Sixth match, we have a special tag match with Ishii and Okada versus Evil and Sanada. That, mm-hmm. again, I'm sure that will be really good. Yep. Uh, seventh match, we have the never openweight championship match. Jeff Cobb, the champion, defending against Taichi. I'm really looking forward to this one, Damon. What are your expectations for this? You want to do a cartwheel? I still haven't delivered on my first cartwheel. I'm working Dub- on it. I'm taking cartwheel lessons from a little girl in my class. Are you? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's 21. <laughs> uh, you didn't mention that. Uh, how about this? You want to go double or nothing? Double or nothing? Um, what, you coward? What, what are we saying? Four stars? Four stars. Usual sources? Usual panel? Usual panel? Usual sources. Um, Cartwheel, deathmatch, so five? What? 
<laughs> it might even be six. I don't know. Listeners, uh, let me know. Listen, uh, I'm yeah, four, fuck I'm four, it. Double no, or nothing. Let's double go. Double or nothing. All right. So here's here's what the double or nothing is. You're gonna do you're gonna do one cartwheel, right? But you're gonna do it shirtless. I don't. Why, why am I in shirtless? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's like, weird. I find it really is. They get creepy. Listen, you're gonna lick your lips and <laughs> wear this dress. Um. I don't know. We just I can't do a shirtless cartwheel in front of a nine-year-old girl. I'll, that's I'll, true, too. I'll lose my job for that. That's a good point. Um, I will, are we just doing two cartwheels? Uh, I don't know. You I tell mean, me. Because once, <laughs> once you do one, it's like, okay. All right, it kind of loses its luster after the second one. Um, all right, but it's two. It's two cartwheels. Got to do two cartwheels back to back. You like you can't just do one and then pause and laugh and giggle. You got to get right. your ass up. Double cartwheel. Double cartwheel. All right, done. Book it. Cartwheel death match. Uh, double or nothing. Love it. All right, perfect. <laughs> Is that it? That's the preview for the match. That's it. That's our. Oh, you want a preview? I mean, I thought I thought I sold it. Look, more people are going to be looking forward to the fucking cartwheel than this match. I'm going to be nah. You know what? This match is going to be all right. Um, I don't think it hits so far though, but. This is the first time that I can recollect these two guys working together, right? In a singles, right? Mm. Uh, yeah. Do you think there's going to be plenty of shenanigans, right? This yeah, has bu- this has will. bullshit written all over it, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, most Tai Chi matches have bullshit. Uh, just saying. If you get Tai Chi Ishii, you know, that's mm, That was one of my favorite matches of the year. Yeah. So good. You think we're going to get that? You think we're going to get that here with Jeff Cobb? If you're asking me, is Jeff Cobb as good as Tomohiro Ishii? The answer is no, but uh, I think there's going to be an interesting dynamic here. Mm-hmm. I, you know, have always said that I think Cobb is at his best with someone who can fly around the ring for him and okay. do lots of crazy bumps. And Tai Chi is not that guy, right? So I'm kind of talking myself out of this cartwheel death match here. <laughs> no, I don't want to do it anymore. One uh, cart, you get one cartwheel. I think this is not going to be four stars. So but not, I will really enjoy it. All right, all right. So let's uh, let's all right. Just saying. Cartwheel deathmatch. Are you in or out? Four stars being the ceiling. Tai Chi, Jeff Cobb. In or out? And now I won't mention it again. Out because I think oh, the, the, ca- the, ca- well, the casual fans, they're not going to enjoy it as much as me. I will think it's four stars, but other people will be like, oh no, Tai Chi did bullshit. It was boring. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we got to sound like that? I think you're gonna she's gonna be distracted by Jeff's Cobb's penis again. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a good dick. What can I say? <laughs> you said it all. You said it all. All right. Uh, no. All right. Sorry to disappoint everybody. Listen, I tried to get a bit. Tried to get you know people in. And, you know, you, get, you you can hit Joel up directly and let him know he's a coward. Just all right. All right. Now we got that settled. All right. Uh, so that's what we got to look forward to, right? Yeah, uh, main event, we got IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. Dragon Lee defending against Taiji Ishimori. This is going to be a fucking banger. It is going to be a banger. It's going to be fucking great, actually. I mean, definitely over four, right? Yes, easily, easily. I I think Ishimori is having a low-key great year. Yeah, he sure is. Whew. And at the end, they're going to give it time, space. 
this could be really fucking good. And here's the thing, too. I don't think they're going to pace themselves. I don't think this is a match where you have anything to worry about where we're going to be sitting in a fucking chin lock for 10 minutes. They're going to go. I'm going to set a bar. And I'm, I'm super excited for this match. Four and a half. You think it goes over four and a half? What, you're asking me? Do I think it's going to be four and a half? I'm, I'm set, yeah. Four and a half or better. Um, I think four and a half would be the ceiling. I can't see it going higher than that. I, I'm going over. I'll take the over. Main event. Main event. Big show. Of, you know, this is a this is a this is a this is a, a a big show of the year, Dantaku, right? Would you consider this a big show of the year? No, no, no. It's Dantaku. It's like a is it even a B show? Oh, I mean, Dantaku is a B show. They're spreading it so thin that it's hard to say. I mean, it's below King of Pro Wrestling historically. Dantaku. Well, you're probably right. That I don't know. It's a bigger. It's a bigger show. B level. It's show. on the level of like a, a destruction or a new beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that. All right. If I'm saying A shows are Wrestle Kingdom, Dominion, MSG, B shows, uh, Sakura Genesis, King Pro Wrestling. Mm, maybe it's maybe this is a C show. Oh, I mean historically, I mean they've been doing the, the Fukuoka Dome. You know, this used to be a big show of the year. It used to be a real big show of the year. Yeah, times change. Yeah, times have fucking changed. Wow, we're already we're dropping this fucker to a C. Woo! Yeah, I'm going B still. I'm still going B. I wonder what people think. Is this a B show or a C show? Hey, anyway, it's a main event for the fucking junior title. They're going to give it time. It's going to be great. I'm saying over four right here, right now. Yeah, I... Mm, mm, how long do you think they get? How many minutes? 20. 20? 20? Yeah, That's maybe a a, maybe a hair maybe an ass hair over twenty, but yeah, I think twenty is good. I mean, considering they only got what like eight minutes, seven right. eight minutes at Madison Square Garden, it was fucking great. Right, right. Now again, it's it's easier to do an eight minute sprint than a twenty minute match, but I'm not worried about any for with these two motherfuckers. Come on, I'm not worried at all. This would be great. Hey, who wins? Who wins these two matches? We we didn't even pick a winner for Cobb against Taichi. We didn't. You think Tai Chi wins? I have a feeling Dominion is going to be like MSG rematch central. So I have a feeling we might get Osprey Cobb again at Dominion. I'll tell you what. Cobb retains. Yeah. If, well, I'll tell you what. If you were to, t- you know, ask me who of these two matches, if, and we assume that there's going to be one title change. Who's which one's changing? I I truly believe it'll be uh, Tai Chi winning. I do. So I'm going to go Tai Chi, and then I'm going to say Dragon Lee retained at Dontaku. Okay, and give me a match for uh, Dominion then with uh, the Never Tai Chi yeah. Osprey and. Um, Dragon Lee against what are you thinking 
Well, it's whoever's winning best of the Super Juniors, so Shingo. Battle of the Dragons. Yeah. I do. I think it's what we're looking at. Yep. Book it. Hmm. I think Cobb is retaining. I think Ishimori's going to win it back. I don't think you would have Ishimori taking a clean loss in a big championship match to uh, a quote-unquote outsider. So I'm going to pick Ishimori here. And I think your Dominion match is going to be Ishimori against Shingo, which I think is a, a really big match and has the potential to, let's say you put that maybe third from the top and does very, very well. I think you're, you're, you're keeping Dragon Lee for at least a couple more months. I mean, I get the point of, of having Ishimori drop, you know, take a fall here when he's the guy that's sticking around. Huh. I'll stick with it. I'm, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with Tai Chi and, uh, and Dragon Lee. That's what I'll go with. All right. And then Dontaku Night 2 on Saturday, our opening match. Well, this should be good. Uh, Narita and Umino versus Uemura and Suji. Match 2, we got Taguchi, Tiger Mask, Hinare, Yoshihashi, and Cobb against Taka, Desperado, Kanemaru, Suzuki, and Taichi. Third match, we got Liger, Yano, Makabe versus Jado, Tangela, Tamatonga. Fourth match, Homa, Mikey Nichols, Juice, and Goto versus Hikaleo, Chase, Owens, Bad Luck, Farley, and Jay White. Fifth match, we have Will Ospreay and Dragon Lee versus Taiji Ishimori and X. El Phantasmo, yes? And then do we want El Phantasmo picking up a pinfall here to establish himself as a threat to the junior division? Yeah. I know my, my audio probably didn't pop up uh, on the last one because I've, I've been muting myself. Um, so it probably didn't get recorded. But yes, I do think it's El Phantasmo memo. Um, and I think it will be a great match. You're, this question is, I'm sorry, Joel. Do you think El Fantasmo needs to pick up the pinfall in this match to establish himself as a threat to the junior division? And if so, who does he pin? Osprey or Dragon Lee? Yes, and... I would not be surprised if it's Osprey. As silly as it sounds. I would not be surprised if it's Osprey. Um, Osprey is the kind of guy who'd be like, "Yeah, fuck it, come on, pin me, right. let's go." Right. That's kind of what my train of thought was. I would, yeah, I'll go that route. Uh, sick match. Then we have another one of these mouthwatering prospects: Shoyo and Ibushi versus Shingo Bushi and Naito. Whew. Seventh match, special singles match, Tomohiro Ishii versus King of Darkness Evil. And I've really enjoyed their interactions, like two balls going at it in the middle of the ring. And I think being opposite from Ishii has helped elevate Evil and kind of cranked up his intensity to the next level. I do have a question again. Uh, it's Jazz Keegan here. It says, Evil has recently been getting monster reaction everywhere he goes. Is it possible he leapfrogs Naito soon in terms of popularity and gets more heavyweight title matches and possibly a legitimate run with a belt? I don't think he's ever going to uh, leapfrog Naito, but I do think he is underrated in his popularity with the domestic fans, particularly in Osaka. So I've got big expectations from this match. I think Evil is going to pick up the win here and... I think he's going to challenge Okada at Dominion. I don't think he's... like. I think his ceiling is intercontinental. I can't imagine him getting a heavyweight title run. Um, 
I don't think he's more popular than Naito. But yeah, I think he's he's you know doesn't get appreciated enough appreciation from people and and in in his role. He's a gatekeeper for Lij though. Let's be truthful. That's his role. He's a gatekeeper in Lij. He's not Goto, but he's a, he's a gatekeeper for Lij. Popular one, but he's a gatekeeper in Lij. He's not he's not over Naito by any stretch. Do you think he wins in this match? Sure. Yes. And then will we see him later on in the evening? Do you think that is used to propel him to challenge at the end of the night? Could be. Um, are you excited for evil Okada? Be honest. They will put on a good match. Yep. And I like evil, but I don't believe that there's any chance of him winning the belt which does limit my enjoyment so much because when I go into a big show like a Dominion I want to believe that there's, you've got to have a credible challenger but unless they've got something big up their sleeve they as we've talked about many many times in recent weeks they're running out of challengers okay now that was going to be my question is that a problem is that a challenge right now for New Japan in the sense well, I of, I did say that right. after Okada won the belt back, I asked you. I said, "Do you think there's a problem with staleness, given that Okada has beaten all these guys already, and he's just sort of going the second time around with a lot of them?" And there were a few guys that he hadn't faced in that big title run from his own stable. Admittedly, you're talking about Goto and Ishii and people like that, but. I'm not sitting here demanding, I want to see Goto versus Okada for the title or Ishii versus Okada for the title. I just think that is a an endemic problem in them putting the belt back on Okada without... I mean, maybe they do have someone in mind, but without having a sexy challenger lined up for Dominion, which is how it seems at the moment. And I could be taking a massive L when we review the show next Sunday. If they did wheel out a new challenger, we think, wow, that was brilliant. Why didn't we think of X being the challenger? But at the moment, it does feel like, ah, uh, this guy again. And and here's the problem. It's not, I, I don't think the problem is necessarily with Okada. To me, the problem is with everyone else that is challenging hasn't had any growth. Like, what growth has Evil had as a character, as a, as a wrestler, as a person in LIJ? Like, where has his growth been? He's the same guy. So I don't necessarily blame the fact that you're putting the title on the best pro wrestler in the world. I don't got a problem with that. I got a problem with what what makes this person now challenging for the title at Dominion any different from the guy that we saw a year ago or two years ago challenging wherever. That's the that's the problem that I have. I don't see the people that are potential challengers being elevated or being any growth to the person or any other reason for him to challenge. He's just the guy that's challenging. That's that's where I think people are missing that element of freshness, newness, not necessarily with the actual people. It's you can have the same people, but what's what's the the, the motivation behind him challenging now as opposed to a year ago or two years ago. And beating a chaos gatekeeper <laughs> is not it, is what you're right. saying. In my eye, no, it's not. 
Uh, yeah, I agree. Don't know what else to say. Hey, circle jerk. <laughs> All right, let's talk about main event. Then. IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Okada versus Sanada. They had a really good match in the New Japan Cup final, which I think for both of us made us sit up and take notice and think, hmm, maybe Sanada has pushed on to the next level. But again, as we've just been talking about, I don't see him as a credible threat to Okada. So the way I'm approaching this match is, can it be better than the New Japan Cup final match that they had? And even then, it's sort of dramatically compromised because I thought Sanada had more chance of winning that New Japan Cup than he does of winning the IWGP heavyweight title here. And even then, in that New Japan Cup final, I didn't buy him as winning that. And here, he's got a snowball's chance in hell. Feels like it, doesn't it? Um, right. He, he got a title shot because he took Okada to, you know, we'll, we'll call it his limit in in New Japan Cup. Doesn't doesn't seem my motivation going into this match is okay. You set yourself a nice bar, right? You you had me a doubter to a certain degree. Sit up, take notice. Great. Now, can what can we do to build off of that when it comes to the matches? When it comes to the match quality, because you're right. To me, tuning into this, it doesn't feel like Sonata is the guy that's going to wrestle a. Uh, title away from Okada. Like, what would be the point in that? Sadly, though, it does mean that Sonata takes another, another loss. Again, the long-term story, I think everyone is kind of in agreement that we're seeing Naito Okada eventually come January. It is tearing through LIJ part of that narrative? Right, that he tears through the entire LIG and LIG, LIJ, um, to finally say, "Okay, Naito steps up, and here we go." Um, makes sense. I can see that, but again, th- where we are in this rung of the ladder, it doesn't seem to me to be one of those matches where, ooh, this could go either way. It doesn't feel that way. I'm going into this looking at, okay, Sonata, here's the bar that you set in New Japan Cup. Can we can we go above that and really turn me on to you as a pro wrestler? Yeah, so I don't really know what else we can say about uh, in terms of previewing this match because we're both looking at the same angle. Uh, can they do better than the New Japan Cup match? And that's about it because he's not a credible threat to the title. Not Not in my eyes. Not in my eyes. Now, again, there's people that love Sonata and, and, and will root and you know, with all of their heart. But you know, look, if you could t- if you can step outside that box, what why would you why would you, why would he win the title? It makes no sense. But here we go. I, g- I guess we there is progression here uh in the way that we are discussing Sonata because before it might have been can Sonata have a great match. Now it's he did have a great match. Can he have an even better match than that? Yeah, absolutely. And and again that's I, I, I'm going into this match with with okay. I'm, I'm my expectations are great match, right? That's I'm, that's where I'm going in, and I I would be disappointed if a great match wasn't delivered. I really feel like we're going to get a great match. That's awesome. I'm I'm fucking pumped for that. That element of watching pro wrestling of ooh, where where's this where where are we going with this? I I don't feel that at all. Like like you know, and you and the truth be told, let's be honest here, we're not. 
getting that a ton in any pro wrestling, right? That, I mean, that's unfortunately where we've evolved as being fans. But um, the most exciting pro wrestling that you get is when you don't you don't have a feel of which which way it could go. Um, you know, kind of like that Okada Jay White match where. Are they really going to switch the title twice? And are they going to give you know we're going to have that big Okada moment in Manchester Square Garden? They, they, to me, that's fun. That 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 makes pro wrestling ten times more enjoyable. 